0: This episode of Retro Rebel Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audio book download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com. Over 180,000 paddles to choose from for your a- iPhone, Android, or favorite MP3 player. Welcome to Episode 8 of the Retro Rebel Game Pass, a show where we discuss retro gaming and related topics for your listening pleasure. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading over to TempleGeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. If you like what you hear and you want to support us, head over to, to Patreon.com slash where you can toss a couple of bucks our way for early access and a few other goodies. You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter by using the handle at Temple My name is Stacy. As usual, joining me today are my fellow rebels, Daniel and Amanda, of Temple of Geeks. Welcome. Hello. Howdy. So we we took a little bit of a hiatus for the winter break, or whatever you want to call it—your Xmas, Christmas, New Year's recharge. So, uh, what were you guys doing over the
1: break? Uh, well, I did a twenty-four hour gaming marathon with Marcus. I commented
0: on it. I, I was. uh. I, I definitely enjoyed watching y'all play uh, Until Dawn uh, for the 20 minutes I watched it.
1: For the 20 minutes you watched it. Uh, we only played that game, I think, for like three hours. The rest of the night, it was Battlefield. I Battle think it's f- a good one, though. I We should have played it till we beat it at least once, but um, for the most part, he wanted to play Battlefield. I always get Battlefield, Battlefront confused. Battlefield 1. Um, for the majority of the night so we played that and then I wanted to play Grand Theft Auto so we kind of switched back and forth between the two
2: I think I watched so you guys for games? like seven hours
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I I'm never going to get
2: that time back
1: <laughs> yeah it was horrible wasn't it uh, it, was, it was pretty great though
2: what was it like Queen Chalupa Queen Taco what was his character's <laughs> name it was ridiculous
1: I don't even remember. <laughs> so but she
2: was so sassy.
1: So Stacy, just so you understand what she's talking about, we decided to do, uh, uh, what do you call it? Grand Theft Auto Online. And while we were playing Grand okay. Theft Auto Online, we both created these like horrendous female-looking characters in these red, red swimsuits, and we were talking about how they were part of the, uh, part of the uh, Baywatch Brigade. <laughs>
2: they were doing official Baywatch business and they were like jacking cars and saying excuse me sir official Baywatch business (laughs) it was pretty hilarious (laughs)
1: uh yeah I hate I missed it 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 was it was pretty funny
2: it's it's definitely worth going back and watching the feed I think it was like maybe hour
1: 16 when all the like official Baywatch business began yeah one thing we learned though with uh YouTube, this was our first year streaming it to YouTube, is YouTube does not like 24-hour marathons. Actually, they don't like anything uh, over 12 hours. So seven hours of our stream is missing <laughs> because, oh, it did, no. because it didn't capture all the video. So next year when we do this, this will be our fourth year when we do it this year, um, we're going to do it. We're going to break it up into either two- or three-hour blocks, stop the video, restart it, so that way we can yeah. keep chunks of it. But yeah, enough about me. Better.
0: I digress. Well, that, are those the games that you played?
1: For, over the break. Oh, over the break? Yeah. Uh, I played those two and then I did a live stream last week of Sonic and Knuckles. Um, so I played a little bit of Sonic and Knuckles, played a little bit of Mario Maker on my 3DS that I just picked up. And yeah, that's about it. Nice. Okay. Amanda, how about you? You, you, you uh,
0: typically are up on what's hip.
2: I'm, You know, I'm feeling pretty hip. Uh, I have um, just completed Call of Duty uh, Advanced Warfare, which is essentially Call of Duty in space, Um, and it was freaking awesome. It is the best Call of Duty I've ever played in my life, and anybody who doesn't like it doesn't like fun because jetpacks and shooting in no gravity is the best ever, and you have a ship, and I'm good at flying ships, apparently. I didn't know that. Um, I killed every single target available in the game. I got loads of diamond achievements in Call of Duty, which is unbelievable because I did every side mission that was available. Um, I read every dossier, listen to every, like, voice message they gave you. Um, and it was really nice to kick Jon Snow's ass. So, uh, I can't complain about the game. It was legit good. I really liked it.
0: Jon Snow. Hard. I've only seen the, the commercials, so it's hard to take Jon Snow seriously as a villain. Um, he just looks so young. So in the
2: Yeah, I mean, he... I don't think he was an excellent character in the, in the game, I'm gonna be totally honest, but... It was just funny to run up to him when it was time to knife him up and be like, You know nothing <laughs> <laughs> Which I did. <laughs> and uh hopefully for the next episode I've got um I've got Gears of War four queued up in Ye old X Bone and um Titanfall Two.
0: Whoops. Man, I've heard such good things about Titanfall two.
1: Hey, let me know when you play Titanfall two, I'll play it with you. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I've got uh, Gears of War. Like like, I, I, yeah, tomorrow. I, I I've I've played a little bit of Gears, so. Um, well, I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy for like a month. Uh, it's what it seems like. Uh, I'm forty six hours in, I guess, which I I realize in Amanda time that's not very much, but, um. For me, especially, and that, that's one of those games. I don't know how much y'all played it. I really like the game. But it's really thin on story, uh, which s- some of the Final Fantasy games have more story than others. Uh, but I've enjoyed it. Uh, the graphics are fantastic. Uh, the uh, you know gameplay overall, I-, I definitely recommend it for anybody who's a Final Fantasy fan. You would enjoy that game. I've almost finished it. I'm in the very last chapter, um, so I'm I guess I'm close to the end. And I'm, I'm this is a milestone for me. This is the first like I think. Big game that I finished uh, probably since Mass Effect Three. I think it's the yo. last big game that I finished. So, uh, so I was kind of excited about that. In fact, at this point, it's like I'm finishing this motherfucker. I'm. It didn't didn't matter. I've got to finish it. But anyway, <laughs> so that's about all I've had an opportunity to play. Uh, other and uh, I've i I played the Batman game over the break. I I downloaded the new uh, Telltale. Uh, Walking Dead, but I haven't played it yet. I think the two first two um, episodes are out. I don't know if y'all played them yet. Well, or, they did they do a Walking I Dead
1: Season 3? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: No spoilers. Yeah, it, no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, definitely not until all of them come out, but I've heard good things about it. The only thing that I know, and this isn't a spoiler, is you don't play as Clem.
1: Uh, you play as a new character. Uh, one thing I do want to add, during the uh, gaming marathon, I had nine games that I needed to install on my Xbox One. And I want to let nine. you know, nine games. I took that t- I took the time while we were doing the marathon to install those nine games. It literally took nine, ten hours to install all those games. Jeez. <laughs> so I just wanted to let you know that, you know, the Xbox really does suck at installing and downloading updates.
2: Yeah, but you know, it's bad. Yeah. i
0: that's a lot of games. Yeah, I finally caved and got a one terabyte
2: external hard drive because I just can't be arsed to mess with it anymore. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm have just going to keep it all
1: on. I have a 4 terabyte, and I've only used like 32%. I have 136 games on there.
2: Then Jeez. how could you possibly need to install it anymore? Good lord.
1: <laughs> you just keep buying games.
2: Oh, oh my god. In, in like horrible game news... I know I messaged you guys before we took the break saying how much I was enjoying Murdered Soul Suspect. Yes. Can we just talk about how that was a red herring? How Ah. dare they? How (laughs) dare they? So, it starts off very atmospheric and cool and a bit ghosty and, and like, horry without being jump-scary, you know, just generally creepy, but kind of cool, and I was down with it and everything was fine, and they're like, you're a detective, look for clues, solve the murder mystery, and I was like, I'm totally into this, yeah, love this. This is like Sherlock, the uh, Crimes and Punishment, and I really love that game. And then, I shit you not, guys, you have to jump inside the body of a cat. (laughs) to get up roofs and things and it wasn't a one time thing that looked like it was going to be an ongoing game mechanic and I was like no nope I'm Ah. done now I'm done and there's like demons that come up and you can't like actually kill them without their back being turned to you so you need to like activate crows that draw their attention and then you can try to kill them I was like nope I'm done uninstalled that haven't looked back
1: that's awesome (laughs) oh wow
0: that does sound terrible, and see, because I, I imagined it being much more like an even better version of a movie Ghost.
1: Terrible. That made it sound even better.
2: <laughs> well, if you want to <laughs> control a cat, you can live that fantasy out in Murdered Soul Suspects. Me- it. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad.
1: Uh, better than that joke, though.
0: Um, well, good. Well, today... I, I got a few topics that I'd like to cover, and some of these may be shorter than others. We'll just see how, the direction that they go. I'd like to talk... The first topic I'd like to talk about is the Nintendo Switch.
1: Fantastic All system. Move wow. next topic.
0: Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I have a feeling that at least you've seen any of the specs, any of the videos. Have you seen anything, Amanda?
2: <sighs> I have. Look, I'll go first because my comment's going to be really short, right? Let's, 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 let's listen to
1: her bash. Here we go.
2: Yeah, it's going to be really short. Right? My only criticism is that I, I understand that it's going to have some version of their own PlayStation network, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and their benefit for this, which you will likely have to pay for, is you get one already emulated everywhere on the internet ROM-based download per month that you can only use in that month, and then they take it away. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of, and that is why I'm no longer interested in it, because it had piqued my interest. I'm not going to lie, because it looked cool, and I like maybe... I don't own any handheld games, so I thought maybe... But the idea that you... It's not like Games with Gold, where you get the game and it's yours as long as you're a subscriber, forever long that is. They take it away. It expires at the end of the month. That's weird. Agreed. So, that's my and comment. That is, on that. that is a true... And
0: rational criticism of the Switch. Daniel, what, my, were, what were you? My say rebuttal
1: about? to her criticism.
2: <laughs> oh, here we go. Your honor.
1: It is a Nintendo game. We know Nintendo games have higher value and replayability than some most other games. I look at it more of a, as a rental type situation where they're allowing you to basically rent a game each month and then change it back in for something else.
2: Now, well, I think that's because you're a law-abiding citizen and you don't take everything <laughs> off the internet. But we obviously lead different lives. And if it's available, emulated <laughs> on a billion other things. I'd rather have it free. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Point. I, and, 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 and most of the
0: criticism I've seen, and this I would agree with this, is I've bought many of these games multiple times on different systems. So, like, I've bought games on the Wii. i bought games on the Wii U because they don't transfer over. What I don't like is I don't like the idea that and I don't like the idea that they're going to give it to you and take it away when you're, when you will invariably be paying for this system. That's going to be sometime in the future. They've already said it'll be free initially. And then you'll have to pay um, where I could almost give it a pass. If that's the worst thing that they do, which it won't be because it's not going to be available either until, you know, next May, um, because that's when they'll actually be stocked on shelves. If you get to go in each month and you have a selection, you can only pick one. But if you had a selection and I can pick one ROM and I can, that's the one I get to pick for the month. If if I could do that and they're not going to select some shitty ROM for me, then okay. Like if it's, you know, bubble bobble. You know what's funny?
2: That would work for me. But I also play a lot more than you guys do. I'm worried that you wouldn't get any value out of it because you'd never be able to complete the ROM in a one month period.
1: All right. Well, we're we're talking about ROMs like Super Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo 64, maybe
0: at at most. We're, they were talking Super Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo we we
1: weren't talking. We're not talking about like their their Wii library or anything like that. We're just talking about like their old school classic library. I I thought. I may be wrong.
0: I think that is the case, but and it shouldn't
1: take you more than a month to beat one of those games, unless it's an RPG.
0: But I don't know that they're planning on bringing any of the other deeper games uh, to that to that system either, though. So, like, if there, I don't know that there's an option for you to even purchase any other games on a virtual console. But again, I don't, I don't know that for a fact. But that's kind of what I'm gathering. And, and,
1: what about, and, I mean, and for, you, for you listeners out there, if when, to, when it sounds like uh, Stacey's in a tunnel, it's because he's in an airplane flying south for the winter. That's,
0: that's correct. <laughs> I, I am. I am. I'm am doing a Retro Rebel remote podcast where uh, I am on the streets of Texas. Uh, <laughs> Literally. So, You're trying
2: to steal my but, world traveler title.
0: I am. I am in the continental United States, rural south
1: he only has the continental title. Maybe yeah. <laughs> steps.
0: So, well what about the console itself? So what what's your initial impression of that and kind of um, how it how it overall how it works? Cuz this will segue Shiny. into Shiny.
1: I think it, it looks I think it looks real The console itself I think has a really cool design. Um the games I, I I don't remember any of the specs. I didn't go that detail into it because I don't really care about the specs. I mean, I don't have to have a game look run at a you know, 1080p at 60 frames per second in order for me to enjoy a game. I'm not I'm not, I'm not a graphics whore, so uh, I, I don't hey, really care who about are you a graphics <laughs> whore. <laughs> so I, I don't really care about that stuff. Um, I just want to know what type of games are going to be on the system and. You know, are they going to be good? And so far, it seems like a lot of the launch titles are going to be good titles. And I sounds like you're disagreeing. I just, I didn't, I
0: don't agree with the launch titles being good yet anyway. I mean, the ones that I looked at, I'm not personally interested in playing the majority of them. But see, you two
1: two are not really Nintendo players anymore. I mean, Stacey, you used to be, but you're not anymore. Don't you dare take that away from me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um You can take it prob- away from me. You're probably right, but like I, I have my Nintendo I have my Wii U still. Um and <laughs> you, know what I'm
2: you have your Wii U,
0: yeah. yeah. got a euphemism, I promise. Uh I have I have mine I still I play it on occasion, I play it more than my kids do actually. And, um at the games that I've played I've really enjoyed on that system. I just the, from the initial lineup, I didn't see indie games that I really thought I would enjoy outside of the Zelda. Um, I already have Skyrim. I don't need that. Uh, I, and I can't. Did you see how much
2: it's the- going to cost? Oh! Yes. It's like yeah. 50 pounds for Skyrim on an inferior console. How dare you! How
0: dare you! I mean, Daniel, you got to admit that's kind of a slap in the face to charge full price for a game on an inferior console that's been out for three years well,
1: how, how, well let, let me ask you this why is it an inferior console console just because it doesn't have maybe the strong powerhouse that the playstation and xbox does does that Hashtag really does, matters. does does Hashtag that really make that matters. an inferior console
0: inferior in power yes i guess it depends on how you you if you're you can't compare it. Apples to apples with this because it's not the same it, as. I mean, he,
1: here's no. my thought. Does it play Skyrim? Okay, then what's inferior about it? Now, so did now. Here's theory. here's here's what I will say. Inferi- uh, Skyrim is an old game, and I don't think you should be charging full price for an older game.
0: I see what you're saying, and I and I I will uh, I, I I admit your point. You you are correct, and and I chose my words poorly. <laughs> I what
2: I'm I'm dead, meant to but say, I have my like, words. <laughs> hashtag size matters all day son
0: all day said all day son um, <laughs> yeah the, it's not an inferior console in anything outside of maybe uh, the power and graphics and everything else that we typically <laughs> measure <mention. laughs> look this is, the well, system
1: isn't trying to overcompensate for anything
0: it's, it's, not trying to, it's really not trying to be compared to the other two in my opinion and that's the one thing I've always
1: loved about Nintendo, is they don't care about the other competitors. Yeah, financially they want to do well and you know stand up and make money, but they don't care what the competitors are doing. All they care about is, will their system sell, does it play games, and will people buy it? That's it. That's all they care about.
2: Well, I think the last time that they were legitimately better was the Wii. Yeah. That's when they were actually better. Like It wasn't about graphics. That was something that was legitimately good, worked great out of the box, and that Wii Fit platform kicked my butt.
0: <laughs> and at, I think you could buy that, and it came with all that, the sports bundle. All yeah! These, I don't know that they're even bundling a game with it. Well, they, the, they
1: haven't made an announcement yet if they're going to bundle or anything yet with it. They, there's still a possibility they might. I know that Wii U did not get bundled with anything, so no. it's, it's looking like the, uh, the Switch may not either, so I don't know. So
2: if they don't, I, can we call it the Fumble Bundle? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm I, late.
0: <laughs> I, I, no, I, I think that there's... I'm still excited about it, but I'm not as excited as I was. With Everything I've heard, though, people who have actually gotten to play it have gotten more excited. Uh, that the launch lineup, some of it's good, some of it's bad. I'm excited to see more about Mario Odyssey. Uh, that game looks really, really promising. Uh, in fact, what they showed and what I think we can talk about this on another podcast, but I think I have an idea what they're actually doing with that particular game because they haven't shown a whole lot. But what they did show, I think, is just a. a obviously, it's just a small piece, but I think that all the levels are going to be very different. Um, and you just happen to be in a Donkey Kong level, uh, but I'm I, I'm optimistic. I'm I'm still a big, I'm kind of a, a Nintendo apologist, and I'm a huge fan. If I'm a fanboy,
1: it's Nintendo. So. The the only thing I, I I had like I like really freaked out at was the seventy dollar controller. Yeah. But you know, after I started sitting there listening to some of the some of the online uh, reviewers talking about what the controller actually does, about how it has these sensors inside of it and the force feedback and all that other stuff that it does, it's supposed it's they said that the rumble and all that stuff that that this controller does is completely different from any other game system. So it might justify the cost. I don't know. I have to actually hold one to see what. It actually does to see if it actually is even worth it. Um, I really want to get a traditional controller because I don't think I'm going to like that Joy-Com thing. Um, Yeah. So I really want to get a uh, traditional controller, but I I really freaked out when I heard it was $70. Yeah,
0: all of the peripherals are are very expensive for this. Uh, So it's just going to be interesting. March 3rd, when none of us can get one anyway, um,
1: I guess we'll get to ask our friends. Oh, uh, up up there in England. How's the Nintendo Classic game uh, situation? Oh, yeah. Are you able to find one up there?
2: Um, it hasn't really improved. In fact, a lot of people were buying them on eBay and getting seriously ripped off because <clears throat> I, the most famous example was somebody who paid, I think, £120 for it and didn't read the description. It was just the box.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> I'd, yeah. have t- I'd have to kill I'd someone. Th-
0: like Jay and Silent Bob, and punch him
1: in the neck. i I had to murderize somebody.
2: Yeah, I mean it oh, was in wait. the description, so there's nothing you can do if you didn't read it properly. You know,
0: that's <laughs> you. That's true. I mean, it's in the description, but that's that's just dirty.
2: Yeah, but you know what? It it wasn't. It quickly faded from popularity here. And I think the timing of the leaks about the Switch was unfortunate for the Classic console over here because we kind of heard everything at the same time or around the same time. So when people were really excited about the Classic and then they found out they're just going to release another console just within a few months, I think people that couldn't get it were just like, screw it, I'm just going to get the new console when it comes out.
0: Yeah. Well, if I ever see one, I'm buying it. But uh... Well, buy two. yeah, I'll buy two Christmas presents.
2: <laughs> if, I, if I see one, I'll send it to you, because Lord knows I don't care. <laughs> yes,
0: it's good to have friends in other countries.
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh,
0: so, well, that's good. So, looking forward to the to the Switch. We'll, we'll have to get back with Amanda after she's had a chance to play everything, because of how excited she was and looking forward.
1: Are, are you going to spend just just one more question about the switch? Are you going to spend one hundred twenty nine dollars on the Zelda Classic uh, Breath of the Wild uh, Collector's Edition? No. Are you? You are though. I the only thing oh that God. the the only thing nah. that the premium edition and the collector's edition comes with that's different is the sword, and I don't really think I need the sword statue, so I think I would probably get the special edition, which comes with everything else. But I don't know. What-
0: now, what else does it come with? I, I guess I didn't know exactly what all it came. From.
1: It comes with a music CD of the music in the game, which I don't know if y'all are familiar with uh, Nintendo's music CDs. But those things always sell for like eighty bucks on eBay when you try to buy one. <laughs> so
0: crazy!
1: Um, it comes with a collector's case, and it comes with a uh, a collectible coin. That's, well, I don't know what the hell the coin is, and some sort of map of Hyrule. It's like a, um printed on this like sheepskin or parchment paper or some crap like that. It's supposed to be like an authentic-looking map. I don't know. Not a lot of stuff comes with it, but I really just want the soundtrack.
2: I'm still impressed you have a CD player.
1: Who doesn't have a CD player? You don't have one in your car?
2: Uh, I don't have a car, mate. I live in London.
1: <laughs> you
2: don't have one on your bike? <laughs> well played. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: got a six-changer in my car, so... I'm
1: I'm fancy.
2: What? Since when did we stop just plugging in our iPods and things? Isn't that what all the cool kids do these days? <laughs>
1: you cool kids in your iPods and your tech.
2: I've got that too. I've got that too.
0: It's not not have options in case I ever find my CD case that had all my CDs in it from the nineties. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So I don't. I'm, I'm getting the game, but I don't know which game I'm. I don't I don't think I'm getting a special edition.
1: And are you gonna get it on the uh Wii U?
0: Well, if I can't if I can't find a, a switch, I'll have to, I guess.
1: See, I may end up getting it on both.
0: <laughs> you are a Nintendo fanboy. Yeah,
1: I am. I love you, Nintendo. Although I'm not happy with <laughs> you right now. I'm mad at you, but I love you. Well that that
0: uh that kind of brings uh, our second topic of the night, which is the death of couch co-op. Now, this was a, this is a, this is a, a topic Amanda just, she brought up. And I, when I got to thinking about it, I was like, I, I was thinking about all the games over the course of my lifetime anyway, that had the couch co-op or, or just the, how much fun I had with co-op play. I mean, that used to be why we played games. So, push you some of your best experiences? playing couch co-op games and and just talk about the state of it you know is it going away I mean or you know is it
1: already gone I was like is it gone away it's gone and you can thank yeah. PlayStation and Xbox for that
2: oh shots fired shots, shots fired,
1: fired. <laughs> yeah but seriously though I mean you and I, I hate to sound like the guy that always supports Nintendo, but if you look at all the Nintendo consoles, oh, if you look even at the current console that's out now, everything is still, hey, let's get everybody together in a group and play. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: If you look at, you know, Microsoft and Xbox, everything's like, hey, find some of those fake friends that you have online, get connected with one of them and play. And I mean, it's it's not the same.
2: See, my theory on why that is, is because PlayStation Xbox have a subscription network and it's in a, it's a smart business decision for them to support only online co-op because then you have to be a subscriber. You want to be able to talk to them. You need to be able to, you have to pay if you want to be able to talk. So I think that was why they moved away from it. But I recently thought about this topic because my siblings are visiting me from Florida and I was looking at the list of rental games, like new games. And you were that like, support shit. Co-op. I can't yeah, play there. I, I can play two-person co-op on Gears. Two-person on Gears of War 4. Um, I can play everything but Halo 5, because, of course. Um, right. And and Diablo. That's pretty yeah. much the list. That's
0: and cool. there's one or two games on there that would be fun. I don't know if they'd like it, but they would be fun
2: yeah, I mean, I've got I've got all of those, thank God, but <laughs> you know, it's just when you're looking for it, I think because of the business decisions they made, it actually made gaming more secluded and more of an anti-social activity. Yeah,
0: I know. For And real. that
2: that was their business decision.
0: And I wonder if that was there was any forethought in that because like you said, Nintendo has a different business model. Their idea is not necessarily to do that because they whether it was a business decision or otherwise, to bring people together to link DS's or, uh, you know, Mario Party, uh, whatever it may be, that they they bring people together to come play multiple people on one console, on one television. Um, And they've done it better than any other console since the beginning of the console wars. I mean, with the GameCube and Nintendo 64, I mean, having four ports to begin with, uh, GoldenEye, I'd say that's probably some of my favorite best memories, Goldeneye on, on the sixty four or even on the Nintendo uh, the Super Nintendo. Didn't they they had the extension, right? That extension where you could plug four controllers in. Yeah, they had a multi tap yeah.
1: on, on that and they had a, a multi tap on the original Nintendo. There was a there was a Super that's Spike V ball game that you could play on the original Nintendo up to four players. I thought that was the most revolutionary thing ever. Four people playing one game at one time. I was like, This is amazing. But that's gone now. I mean you cannot play any modern games, Tr- you know. Truthfully, you can't pick up any of your games on these systems. Just a random game and say, "Hey, you want to play with me?" It, it doesn't happen anymore.
2: Well, I remember. Yeah, you have to check the back of the box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Up to eight people,
0: just not in
1: your house.
2: Uh, <laughs> Am I allowed to have friends? No. No. Can't. Nope. Okay. All right. So exactly. So, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think that makes the Switch scary for Nintendo. Because they're looking at introducing an online service, my concern would be, even as somebody who doesn't play Nintendo, you are correct that it is like the last Bastion of Family Gaming. And I am concerned that once they monetize that online service, which they will do, that they'll slowly move away from that.
1: I don't think so. Slowly
2: you don't think so? Only because, look, I, I look at how
1: they're pushing the Switch. They're pushing the Switch as, you know, up to eight Switches can connect. And look at how everybody can play together and you, everybody's sitting together playing the games. I don't... I don't think that they're they're moving away from that. I think they're just trying to do it in a different way. Stacy, I cut you off.
0: No, you're, no, you're, but you're right. I was going to let you finish because I agree. With I was trying to support Amanda's point in saying, with the subscription service, she's right. That is the direction it looks like they're going. But from what I've gathered and hearing that they're also adding a phone app to it, and the phone app is supposed to be another social networking way uh of bringing people together but all that to say that i was with amanda and at, at just supporting that it looks like that's the direction they were going with a subscription service but with the phone app that they're bringing out and with the connectivity with all the different uh, switches i think they're trying to still keep people networked and playing together and actually getting out of the house and taking your switch over and eight people being in the same room
2: yeah, but doesn't everybody have to own a Switch? I think that's the point that I was making. It's, right. it's not true couch gaming if everybody's bringing their own console. That's LAN gaming. Well, that's 90s Shiite.
1: That is part of it. But there's also the part where you can split the joy Com controller off and play a game of Mario Kart together. Um, or the 1-2-Switch game that they were advertising, which I really don't understand the concept of that game. Um, nope. But th- th- there is there is games that you could play multiplayer on on the the same console. But they're also trying to do like I said, you know, because it's 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 not just going to be Land. their home console system. It's going to be their mobile system. Um, I, I don't know if they're actually going to get rid of the 3ds. I don't know if they're going to stop production on that or not. But I, I think they're going to try to push this as their all in one mobile home device. And you know, if you're going to play mobile, you're going to have to be able to connect to other
2: systems. Well, if any game developers from Xbox or PlayStation ever listen to this podcast, I hope they know that I would pay to unlock a feature for split-screen on games. You know what I mean? I would pay for that.
1: But so you they, shouldn't have they, to pay for that. They should include it as a exactly. f- as a feature in the they game. Should. I mean, they already, make they're never these, do it. they already make these games to where we're paying $70 for a freaking video game that's not complete. We have to freaking download, uh, spend $24 or $40 extra to buy the rest of the damn game. So <laughs> throw in the feature. Right.
0: And and it's, it's I mean if anybody who's ever done it and a lot of a lot of game players have have never experienced it. like they don't know what it's like. And I'll admit playing Gears of War in split screen was kind of a pain in the butt sometimes. You had to have a pretty big TV to be able to see everything going on. But I wouldn't have traded that necessarily for playing it's, you just can't compare the experience of getting to play Sitting next to someone, not in a sports game, you know, regardless of whatever the genre is, uh, the competition factor or just the, the fun factor, the personal factor, uh, there's just nothing that that can simulate it. And I'm not sure why it went away. Outside of outside of the major reason that Amanda pointed out about business and money, I mean that is a major issue, but I just don't understand exactly why it all went away. Um, did y'all play Army of Two?
1: No, I did not.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> Army of Two. <laughs> no, the, no, first, the thing, yes that, that that was not the polyphonic song to Army of Two.
2: No, no, um, no. Remember when when you pushed down on Y? I think it was you did like a fist bump and like played air yes, guitar yes. and went.
0: Yes, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. It was a good game. I mean, I enjoyed the first one, and and that was one of the last. It, it was it wasn't split screen necessarily, but. Uh, it was one of the last games co-op that was fun. Two people trying to accomplish something, and uh, I just think they've gotten away from it. And we're gonna. Fu- I think it'll actually come back. I think it'll come back. If nothing, if nowhere else, it'll still be dominant on on the Nintendo.
1: Go Nintendo! That's Score a point.
0: Hot, hot take. Hot take right there. Twenty seventeen.
1: I'll take that one.
2: Whatever. Prediction, 2018. Nintendo kills all co-op. You heard it here first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Prediction, 2018. Nintendo's the number one system on the market.
2: (laughs) Prediction, 2018. Nintendo charges 500 pounds for your next controller.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't argue with that one. (laughs) Um,
0: That may be the only one that's true. (laughs) That's the bad part. You know, and with the, and the score project Scorpio or whatever that's coming out later this year, you know, there's a lot to, there may be some competition out there for it. So I guess we'll see. Well, last thoughts on couch co-op.
1: I miss it. I wish I'd come back. I'm glad to see we're all in agreement on that.
0: Yes. Bring it back. Well, that topic was brought to you by our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible is offering a free audiobook download for your listeners of the Retro Rebel Gamecast. With a free 30-day trial giving you the opportunity to check out their service. Amanda, what is our recommendation this week?
2: Uh, in honor of Carrie Fisher, uh, we have her autobiography, Carrie Fisher's Wishful Drinking, uh, which is narrated by herself on Audible and available for free under the trial. Very
0: topical. You should check that out. You can head over to audibletrial.com slash podcast to get that free title now, or you can choose from over 180,000 titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com slash podcast to get your free 30-day trial starting today. I would like to know your thoughts on what the most terrifying game universe to live in would be. So we're not talking about game series or like all the Final Fantasies. It would have to be one of the Final Fantasies. Can't be all the Mass Effects, although they're all pretty similar. What would be the most terrifying game universe to live in, in your opinion?
2: You know what I'm going to say. NPC or PC. As,
0: a, as the character, as the PC.
2: All right.
1: Most fearful universe as a player would be the Pokemon universe. And here's why. You start off the game as a 10-year-old kid who is sent out on a journey. Your, <laughs> your parents are kicking you out at 10 years old to send you out into the wild to hunt down animals. Now, some of these animals are, like, the size of elephants and, you know, T-Rexes and stuff like that. You know, stuff that can kill you. (laughs) You're hunted down by a terrorist organization, Team Rocket, (laughs) all while trying to collect badges. That's pretty damn terrifying.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Amanda. Right. So, this might be a bizarre choice, but I'm going to go with Splatoon. Because you're a kid, then you're a squid. Then you're a kid, then you're a squid. (laughs) Why?
1: I'm waiting for you to sing the song.
2: You're a kid now, you're a squid now, you're a kid, you're a squid, you're a kid, you're a squid. (laughs) Love it.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. Now, I don't know much about that game, so you just explain. I know.
1: Well, basically, you're a kid, and then you're a squid. (laughs) <laughs> you're a kid, and, and then you, you're a squid. you swim
2: around in paint, and you don't know why, but then suddenly you're in the paint, you're inside the paint, your eyes are above the paint, and oh. then, you're, then you're a kid again, for some reason, with a gun that shoots paint. It's very confusing.
1: It's not that confusing.
2: And you live in an arena, and you don't <laughs> eat or sleep or anything. You're just a kid, and then a squid, and then a kid, and then a squid.
1: <laughs> Stacy, what about you? What's your, what's your most terrible game? Terrifying. Terrible. Ah.
0: <laughs> initially, I would say it's Fallout. Um, just because of how easily you can wander into the most dangerous place you've ever been in the world. Like, you open the door of the vault, and there's a super mutant at the grocery store next door. Um, <laughs> and you don't have any weapons. I mean, you've got like cans and coins and bottle tops or whatever. And that's what you're expected to fight with. Um, Seems legit, and I'd say that's and, and, and yeah, and and giant roaches that are the first thing you see on your way out that can kill you. Um, everything can kill you. There's nothing in that world that actually won't kill you that I can think of. Anything you can interact with, for the most part, that is living can kill you, um, and some things that aren't living can kill you. Um, that that was that's the easy answer for me. Although I didn't pick a Pokemon, that's a pretty good one. Um, I definitely didn't think of Splatoon. But
2: it, it, it's not one that you would initially think of, but I'm serious. That's no? horrifying. So that's terrifying in practice.
0: Uh but my answer, I'm actually gonna go with Final Fantasy uh and Final Fantasy uh, fifteen uh, in particular. Only because of my own personal fear. It's all and that's the only reason. And, and if as you play through the entire game, once you get towards the end, this is because I Amanda's apparently not gonna play this game. Um it's always dark and when it's dark outside that's the demons come out only when it's dark. Um and you at one point in the game you don't even have a weapon. Um and so you just have to run like a like a wuss everywhere. Um so, but that's not the part that really scares me. What scares me is that you're going along and you're driving a car like I am right now. And all of a sudden, I look off into the distance, and there's an animal that's so big, I can't even see all of it in the screen. It's all the way off of the distance. It's as far as you can see in the camera. There's nothing I can see as I'm driving around here that is as large as that, that's actually moving and can, and can murder me. And it actually is moving towards me. It's it's tangible. It's living. It's breathing. It's moving in this direction. And I'm driving a car. Just So it's, it's this mashup of like a normal life, like what it would be. To, to just live, drive to the gas station, get, get gas. You're going on a road trip with your buddies. It's, with uh, your it's
2: a free, other attractive, hairless, yeah. metro hairless, section uh, boys. Yeah, okay. and what, I think that's what, what you're really thinking.
0: Uh, so, yeah, what could go wrong with that? Maybe there's a little bit of self discovery, but as you're driving, you see, you know, uh, and everything is, is, Hyper, hyperbolic. I mean, everything is huge. Self-discovery. And <laughs> <laughs> um, don't worry.
1: He won't tell.
0: For that, for that reason alone, Amanda, that could be don't really ask, terrifying. Don't tell.
1: <laughs> All right. God. Final Fantasy fifteen, Awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Self-discovery. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think picks. those are good picks. <laughs> doesn't take much. And that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank our Rebels, Daniel and Amanda, for joining me this week. All the notes for this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at info at Please head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show, because that helps us a lot. Next time, I promise to be in the